Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show... How does the Ravens' loss affect how we view this Ravens football team? Speaking of perception, how are the Oriole fans perceiving this offseason so far and their lack of moves? Speaking of moves, we will speak with former Orioles prospect Jonah Heim and get his perspective on being moved from the Orioles to the Tampa Bay Rays. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stunning host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Burt Rowdy. What up, 336ers? And the button lover, Josh Soroka. How's it going? I feel like I have to go mom a minute because you know what I'm noticing? What? what? That intro song's pretty long. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's long. It's long. <laughs> I'll take my, do my nails during the intro song. Yeah, it, 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 always, it, it always has to repeat one more time than I think it should. Like, right when I think it's wrapping up, I look and it says seven seconds. Yeah. Every week I look and it says seven seconds. We could crop that out at, like, drop out two of the sections. Yeah. It, it, I mean, instead or, of four, do two. And then, I mean, knock at least and ten hey, seconds it, off. It starts Matt, to knock it down a little bit and I can shout Matt, over Matt it. That could always come in at any point. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> so. I'm always and every time I think I should. Maybe we can fix that if the intern ever shows back up. Yeah, one one oh. episode since uh and, and, since and, he's back. Are there, is there any word from the world's worst intern? Yeah, he text. He actually texted today. Last week he did not. This week he did text and said he couldn't make it. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, if he would make it every week, then he would no longer be the world's worst. So, and I think he's. I think he's from the from the conversation we had with him last time he was here, maybe he's outgrowing the show a little bit. He's maturing, or maybe yeah. maybe we're outgrowing the intern. Well, I feel I feel like he was used to have being in charge of having people under him, so maybe <laughs> we need to get some interns for the intern. Or he's or he's all worried about his political career now. Yeah, yeah he's got to watch what he says. With. He has he has, uh, which is fair enough. I mean, if right. you heard Josh long enough on these radio airs, yeah, and if, I hold it, it turns out that he's friends with Josh when these mics are on. Yeah, that's the amazing thing, boys and girls. Uh-huh. This is the edited Josh. Right. He doesn't want to be with any any dead <laughs> any. Deadspin show. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. We 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 got a good show to you uh, for you tonight. We got Jonah Heim coming on in about twelve minutes. Excited for that. Yeah, yeah. It'll be you'll actually get to talk to him and he'll get to respond. Do we have anything in the notes where I get to talk about the coverage of the Lady Terps victory over the Loyola Greyhounds? That's not in the show on Monday notes. night. Because you don't add to the show notes. But if you were to add <laughs> to the show notes, maybe when we do our uh three up, three down, you can throw that oh, up there as night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A little, a little My improvised there. three up, three down. So, did, did you see that uh, Mandy hung up a little banner behind you, Matt? A little happy birthday oh, banner. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Nice. I try to keep that pretty much on the down low. When you get to be as old as I am, you, it's not a, something you try to make a big de- deal out of. Right, right. Yeah. What are you, 33? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Eddie Murray's number. Yep. So t- so tomorrow, I got I got the day, the night planned out. Tomorrow I'm going to go to work because I'm a working man. I'm not one of these guys take off your day take for the off birthday. On your birthday. <laughs> no, I'm a working man. So I'm going to go do my job, educate the children. Do people take off on their birthday? Some people do. I've never heard of that. Is sure. that a millennial thing? Uh, it sounds, it like, sounds a like a millennial thing. thing. Yeah. Noah probably, or the intern yeah. probably takes it. It's a millennial yeah. thing. No, no. I'm not taking off my birthday. The day after, sure. But... <laughs> But but no, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna get home from work after I educate the the the, the children's, and um, we're gonna I'm gonna be a little selfish. I'm gonna do all my favorite things. So I'm making my wife play Risk with me, the greatest board game of all time. <laughs> we're gonna watch Boy Meets World together, the greatest TV show of all time. We're gonna eat some rice and beans and greens, the fa- the best di- dinner of all time. And we're gonna drink some St. Michael's uh, whiskey. The best whiskey of all time. So it's gonna be it's gonna be the the greatest night ever of all time. Yeah, and then after that, I'm gonna kind of come to grips with the fact that I'm 33 years old and a year close to my grave, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna curl up in a ball and cry for the rest of the night. So that's that's my evening tomorrow. Most of your evenings end up in a ball crying, right? Yeah, well, it did last night as well after that Ravens performance. So I was shocked you watched the whole game. I did. I stayed up. I stayed up the whole the whole game. Um, that's why I, normally I, I have a nice little alcoholic beverage. This time, I'm supporting the Royal Farms Coffee, uh, brought to you by the Royal Farms app, which I got this coffee. <laughs> Why? You get the coffee for free? Got the coffee for the free you, using the app, so that's nice. a cool little app. Um, I'm not going to sing for you like uh, Justin Tucker might, talking about Royal Farms, but but, 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 but there it is. I. All right, let, do you, do you want to get into the Ravens game a little bit before we talk to Jonah? Sure. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Let's touch on it. Okay. Let's, let's touch on it. Um impressions i've heard there was a lot of hot takes going on around twitter uh does this change kind of our it was a it was a back and forth weird game i saw at one point bert you you tweeted out we stink i said Uh, we still stink yeah i was waiting to see if you would take that back after we made that great comeback right you mean garbage time where they where the patriots gave us a couple uh gimme points i mean those 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 weren't garbage time i mean that was that was still early in the third quarter but it was they had that game in hand the entire time though and those were like Christmas presents to the Ravens, yeah. Because both of them were on fumbles, what right. inside our inside their twenty. Yes. So yeah. We, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't think the score was as close as the game was. Right? No, the game should have been. The game was a blowout. Right. Yeah. Uh, this and I said before when last week, I said it was going to be a blowout. Yeah. I, I mean, you just look at the way football is right now. You have the Raiders in the AFC. You have the Raiders. You have the Patriots. Maybe if you want to throw the Kansas City up there, I think mm-hmm. I can put them up there too. Sure. And then you have a lot of really bad teams, like the Browns, like the Bengals, uh, and a whole bunch of other teams down there. And then you have a, a few teams in the middle, like us and Tennessee. I think well, is in the middle that, there. And that's how wow. the NFL is designed. The, the, Steelers. the whole point of the salary yeah. cap is a lot of 
okay in the middle. Yeah. And, but my point is, I knew the Patriots were, were better than us before the game. After the game, right. I feel the same exact way about the Ravens. I feel the same exact way about the Patriots. Tom Brady. Hey, guys, it's not just that the Ravens are terrible. This guy, Tom Brady, is pretty darn good. Sure. Throwing for 400 yards against our defense. If, right. And that's the big thing is is that Tom Brady is the best quarterback playing football right now. Yeah. Man. And, Maybe of all time. If anything, yeah. going away from this game, part of it is maybe we got hyped up as Baltimore fans a little too much from the Miami game the week before. Oh, but yeah. But then I also yeah. saw this, and if any takeaway, it makes me a little concerned that maybe Joe Flacco's not as good as I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> because so many checkdowns. Okay, Josh, okay. Wow. I We're not even – you still want to have this conversation. This is – we could have this uh, the same conversation five years ago, four years ago, three years ago. I Joe Flacco is who he is. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. He won that. a Super Bowl. Right. He did it really. You think the, think the Russians made him say this? This is why he is that question, like about the checkdowns, is why it's a joke. Because this is Joe Flacco, right? Yeah. He can look like the best quarterback in the NFL against Miami, and then he can look like a below-average right. quarterback against. I mean, this is why we have this debate. Yeah, it's because we've seen him. We've seen him be on fire like that Super Bowl run where he looked like the best quarterback. Yeah, and then he looks like a whore. he looks like Cowboy, but able to stand up. Yeah, yeah. So this is why we have all all these debates because he is so kind of inconsistent. Though I tell you what, he's still a lot better than what's out there. So I think no matter what you think about Joe, yes, he's still. He's you still see other the, quarterbacks. He's still on the positive side. He's still the guy you want. Yeah, abs- abs- absolutely. Uh, but for me, the takeaway was less. And you can blame like E. Elam and Devin Hester and all this stuff. And I was we saw Devin Hester got cut, which I think most of Bottom was happy about. Yeah. But the takeaway for me was not, man, the Ravens have a lot of issues and problems, and the la- the Ravens aren't very good. My takeaway is, man, the Patriots are legit. Like the Patriots are a really good football team. Yes. And, that's true. And that's more my takeaway. The Ravens aren't quite that level. The Ravens and the Ravens could beat the Patriots, but everything would have to go right. To go up in Gillette Stadium on a Monday night and beat the Patriots, you have to play a perfect game and hope that they make some mistakes. Right. Neither of what happened and the result was well, they did make some mistakes, and that's the only reason the game was even close. All right, we're, we're going to have Jonah Heim on in a few minutes, and I'll, you want Flacco anytime rather than Tyrod. <laughs> Tyrod and, and Rex Ryan and the mess up there. Yeah. So, yeah, what's going on in Baltimore is we lost to the best team in football with the best quarterback uh, and one of the best scheming coaches in football Yeah. for for coming in and preparing his team. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's a loss. Yeah. It's fine. It's a loss. And in the grand scheme of things, we were talking about before they even happened, Frankly, the game was not that important in the stand. It wasn't like a must-win game in this grand scheme of things. No, it, it. We knew before the game that it was going to probably come down to Christmas. Yeah. After the game, it's coming down to Christmas. Yeah. Well, now, uh, you're assuming we're going to beat the Eagles. Yeah, we'll, we'll beat the Eagles by two touchdowns. All right. All right. I'll believe when I see it. <laughs> All right. If we, we the, still the have stink. We, the Eagles stink. So do the Jets. Carson so do the Redskins. Wentz, Carson Wentz stinks. This is a different team than played the the Redskins at the beginning of the season. All right, it's All a right. different team. Yeah, and Carson is. Wentz stinks, and we're going to beat them by two touchdowns. No Jimmy Eagles. Smith again. No, we well, Jimmy Smith's the, not going to play. What's the update? Uh, on Jimmy sprain, Smith? sprain ankle. No update since then. Oh my gosh, so I thought that was worse than. So it's no broken sprain. leg, but yeah, he's probably going to miss a week. Yeah. Um, with the Ravens still have. So I was talking on Locked on Ravens with uh, Kimmy Cusick, 
Mr. Film know, Study. Way, way smarter than us. Mr. Film Study, yeah. So he was, we were going over where, where do the Ravens go from here. And obviously you win the division by winning out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You win out, you win the division. It's as simple as that. Sure. Yep. If you lose one of the three games, so you go two and three yeah. or two of three, then you still have a shot at the playoffs. You get the wild card slot. If the Dolphins lose one of their next three and the Broncos lose two of the next three, and the Broncos' next three games are against like the top three teams in football. Right, they have the hardest and the schedule Dolph- left. Right, and the Dolphins just lost Tannehill. We don't know how injured he is, but well, and the Broncos just lost to the Titans. Right, 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 right. So that gives you that gives you good shots at getting that wild card slot. If for some reason you can't get past the Eagles, but if you can't get past the Eagles, who cares? You're not doing anything in the playoffs. Well, I don't agree with that. I I always think like yeah, I, I, just yeah. getting the show and rolling right. dice. Well, that's because we've Flacco, seen Joe exactly. get hot. Anything yeah. can happen. Yeah. So there's even still a with chance. a crappy team like the Ravens. But still, I, I I want I want that big Christmas Day matchup. So I want to take care of the Eagles, and then the Steelers are playing good ball, man. Yeah, and I, it's in Pittsburgh. I mean, speaking of Jonah Hyman, we're done talk to uh, Jonah Hyman in a minute. Up in up in that territory with Bills Buffalo. fans, yeah, with Buffalo, and and the the Bills got <laughs> shellacked. I mean, Le, Le, Le'Veon yeah. Bell. Had like 300 off-purpose yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. He crushed it. And so Steelers are playing good football now. Makes you a little bit nervous. But, man, that's going to be – I mean, this is what we sign up for as fans. Uh, yeah. I, even the Patriots game, I got to say, people are often like get so angry. And, again, I had no expectations for that game. But I was pretty entertained at that football game. I was entertained. I enjoyed my – I stayed up and watched it, which normally I would just go to bed. Right. But I said – because I was entertained. And so I'm looking forward to – like I, I'm looking forward to watching the end, the end of the season. Not in total angst and not in total like frustration. I'm just looking right. forward to to the, the exciting end to the to the season. Yeah, and it is the best part is that it's a different team than those than those four straight losses at the beginning. That that they're a team that you can you can at least have hope that if things go well, they can beat any team. Yeah, and this is a part of the season where you see like teams going opposite directions, like the Bills, the Jets, like totally tanking Browns. And other teams kind of playing better and better and better. And that's kind of how it's supposed to right, work. Right, right. As and, the playoff teams emerge yeah. and the pretenders right. suck. And the, and the truth is, yeah, if things went a little better, the Ravens had a shot last night. So if they catch some balls, if uh, – If Devin Hester, Hester doesn't let the ball go to the one-yard yeah. line. If that guy doesn't hop the center. Yeah, with that weird play. that weird play, yeah. then you don't know. So that that's fun football if you're in it every time. Who would want to be a Browns fan where you know before the season starts you're over? Yeah. You're done. Or at least by week three. <laughs> sure, if you want to hold out hope that RG3 is turning your team around. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. I, once again, it's the end of the season. It's December and the and the Redskins, the Ravens are relevant. I almost said Redskins are relevant. I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day. Superman got nothing on me. I'm only one call away. Section 336 is excited to be joined once again by former Orioles prospect, now Tampa Bay Rays prospect, Jonah Heim. Jonah, thanks for jo- for jo- joining us here on Section 336. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So... So, Joan, excited to talk to you, man. How, how? So, let's let's start here. I want to get to the the trade and get your perspective on that whole thing. But before we get there, how how are you spending your off season th- this year? Um, I'm at home in Buffalo, uh, just, just 
working out a lot, getting ready for spring training, and I'm, I'm excited to get started next year. Um, how, how much snow are you shoveling? Uh, actually, I haven't shoveled any snow yet, but I have a feeling that I'm going to have to uh, to start doing that. I mean, it soon. was it was snowing Sunday for the football game, so I, I'm assuming you already got some up there. Yeah, we got some, but it's it's still a little bit warm, so it's kind of melting a little bit, so I'm not buried too bad. Yeah, I would imagine that comes out to be a pretty good wor- workout for a baseball player in the offseason, shoveling snow, right? It's a good workout. Oh, yeah. It's a nice, good upper body, nice little arms. It's, uh, it's nice. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right, so, let, so let's get to this trade. I think um, we were really surprised when it, when it went down. Um, what was, like, what was your side of the story? How, how did you hear about the trade? Um, who, who who called you, and what was your reaction to being traded? Uh, well, we were actually getting ready to play a game that night. We were uh, hitting BP. I was running in to hit my BP group, and I got a I, I got a my trainer came over and pointed at me. He's like, "Hey, you got a phone call," and I was like, "Oh, this can't be good." <laughs> so, um, Brian Brian Graham called me, and he uh, he told me that I got traded, and um. Yeah, I, I was kind of shocked, and all my teammates came up and gave me high fives and goodbyes, and I uh, left the stadium and hung out with my family that night, and then I drove to Florida the next day. Wow. Uh, and you said you were shocked. Was there any, like, before the move happened, was there any indication that you or someone else would be on the the move, or was this really a, a, a shock? I mean, there we. As teammates, we're always talking about it, knowing that our, the big league club is trying to make some moves to uh, make either the rotation better or get some bats going for the postseason. But uh, you, you never think that it's going to be you until the phone the phone is handed to you and you're, uh, you've been informed that you've been traded. So, I mean, it, it was definitely a shock, and I was I was very surprised when I uh, when heard the news. Yeah. And I got and um and to be honest, from our spe- perspective, just as as Oriole fans, real quick, um, I was I was a little bit I was really frustrated to see you traded Jonah, and then you were traded for Steve Pierce, who turned out to not have a good tenure in his time here in Baltimore. Turns out he was hurt or something, and he really wasn't successful. So we feel I feel a little gypped off. Yeah, I feel like we like we lost you, and we didn't get much back in return. Um, how 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 has the transition been? You know, it's a new ball club. It's new teammates. How has that transi- transition been for for you? Oh, I mean, it's been great. I mean, all the guys uh, on Tampa have been awesome. Um, all the coaches have been great. They've been they've been very happy to work with me and and getting and the information that I need to know about Tampa's organization and stuff. So everybody's been been very good to me. And um, I mean, the first couple weeks. It was like being drafted all over again. Hadn't learned a whole new team and a whole new pitching staff and stuff. But yeah. other than that, it's been it's been great. Yeah, I mean, on a personal level, like we often as fans sometimes think like like it's a chess game or just moving pieces around. But but for for you, like a young man at the age of uh, what twenty twenty one, making that like moving up, moving moving to a whole new city, new teammates, new organization, like new bosses, new managers. It's just it's completely new, right? Like that's got to be that's got to be hard. Oh yeah, it was it was definitely it was. I felt like draft day all over again. I had to pretty much change my whole life. Yeah. Because um, I mean, you can't. We were kind of planning for the future and stuff, and then we have to change our plans. But I mean, I mean, it's. I feel like God has a plan for me, and and I can only just do it. It's in my control, and I'm I'm very happy that I still have this opportunity. So. 
Yeah, and if I can put a Jonah a positive spin on it, the the Orioles have this top catching prospect of Chance Sisko, who obnoxiously would always kind of stand in your way, um, and he's in the way of Alex Murphy, like he's just standing there, um, the Orioles' future catcher. Whereas um, Tampa Bay, I don't know a whole lot about Tampa Bay, but kind of looking at Tampa Bay's catching prospect, they don't have that top guy like a Chance Sisko in their organization. So there might be um, uh, a better path to you uh, to to the majors than maybe you would have with the Orioles. So so there could be a good side to this. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, there's always that that comes into effect. And I mean, baseball is a team game, but sometimes you gotta you gotta look what's best for you. And I mean, I, I definitely have a very good opportunity with Tampa, and I'm, I'm very happy that they give me this opportunity. So for for major league players, you know, when Steve Pierce got got was involved in a trade he just hops on a plane and 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 flies up and and is ready to play immediately how much you're in frederick and you get told you got to go to charlotte how does that work i assume that you just have to drive down there take a bus it's all on you right uh yeah pretty much um they called me the the rays called me they did um when i was actually driving home from the ballpark to my uncle's house where i was staying and um, they're like, do you have a car? And I was like, yep. And they're like, all right, well, you don't have to rush down here, but, uh, we'll give you a couple of days to drive down, take your time. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So, I mean, I've been used to driving ever since I got drafted. It's the minor league lifestyle. So <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't too bad drive. Oh, oh, it wasn't too bad. You guys get no, get no respect. They, they should have sent a car for you, Jonah. You guys get no <laughs> respect at all. That's outrageous. You're a professional ba- baseball player for Pete's sake. Send the man a car. It's outrageous. <laughs> or an Uber or something. Yeah, an Uber. <laughs> an Uber black though, right? Yes. Come on now. So how would you, so Jonah, how would you assess your year last year? You, you made the, 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 the Carolina League All-Star game. Congratulations for, uh, for, for that. Um, did, did you feel like you, developed the way you wanted to as a baseball player how would you assess your year last year uh, i mean being an all-star was definitely a great honor and and i uh i i take pride in, in what happened last year but i mean there's always room to improve and um i'm always looking to get better in what i do and i had great coaches last year from from both organizations that were helping me get better in what i was doing and um I mean, the power numbers last year, they definitely improved, which I was very happy about. So that's yeah. always a really good positive. And, um, catching-wise, I, I felt really good behind the plate last year. So this offseason, I'm just going to try to get better in both aspects and have an even better year next year. Yeah, and I was – I mean, if you if you talk to people about you, Joan, and read stuff, um, a lot of people talk about your defensive skills behind the plate. I was talking to Alex Murphy. We had Alex Murphy on uh, last week. We were talking to him about – I, I, I used the term pitch framing, and he gave me a hard time about using the term pitch framing. I guess you're not supposed to use that term, more receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but what for, for, for you, uh, Jonah, what makes you a good defensive catcher? Is it part of that receiving? Is it throwing runners out? What do you think makes you a good defensive catcher? Uh, I think it's a combination of everything. I think it's working with the pitchers and, and calling a good game and just the little things like going out to the mound when a pitcher is – you can tell he's frustrated and calming him down and getting him back in the game and stuff. And and then there's always the blocking and the throwing of people out. And I feel like everything that I, I do just complements itself. And uh, I take great pride in working with the pitchers and getting good relationships with them and being able to call the best game I can. So with all that, it uh, makes for uh, a good combination. Yeah, I, I, I watch that show Pitch, 
And Zach Morris takes a lot of pride in what he goes out to say the, to the pitchers. <laughs> so I think you need to work on a few prepared statements that are, that are going to hype up the pitchers. Oh, half the time I just say I just say something outrageous and I try to get the pitchers to laugh. So. <laughs> Just try to distract. Yeah, them I, I guess th- that goes on going with a new team. You know, the the pitcher, like some pitcher, I would imagine, if you tried to say something outrageous or make a joke, he might get more pissed off. Whereas some pitchers would respond well to that. And I guess part of that is kind of knowing who you're working with. You have to have good pe- people skills. Oh, I would yeah, imagine definitely. Yeah, I would suck at that. Yeah, that's that's where when they say no, like the batteries in the big leagues, when they're talking about how the batteries is all like knowing each other and stuff. That, yeah. That's definitely what comes into play is when you know when you know who you got on the mound and what you can go and say to them and stuff, that, that really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to this. I'm a little obsessed with this idea of receiving the, the, the ball. Because with Matt right. Weeders leaving the Orioles, there's been – we're looking at free agents to bring in. And I tell you what, everyone's talking about, well, is he a good pitch framer? Is he a good re- re- receiver? Is this something that can be – it's almost like – Either you're given the gift to receive and frame pitches, or you're not. Like, why? What it, makes someone good at this? And it still always sounds like cheating to me. Yeah, like, are you just like catching it and moving the ball where it looks like it's going to be a strike? Like, what is this business about receiving the pitch? Um, I mean, in baseball, you can always get you can always get good at, at anything, and I, I think it just comes down to hard work and practice. But I mean, receiving. It's hard to explain. I mean, it's just trying to be fluid with what you're doing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I get it. So it's like I mean, when you catch the ball, there, you're not making jerky moments. You're, it's almost like you're naturally just receiving yeah, it, and right. that's where it ends up. Exactly. So, Because if, if you're out there and you look just like you're stabbing at the ball, then you make the, the pitch look even worse to the umpire as if you're nice and fluid and calm and confident in what you're doing it. It may not be a strike, and the umpire may say, oh, "Okay, he looks, he's confident in that pitch, and he might give it to you." All yeah. right, so you're making it look like you're just pulling the ball to exactly where it was going to go anyway. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, sure. When 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 you're catching a little sandlot talk here, when, when you when you're um, playing catcher, playing catcher, do you ever talk trash to the the hitter, or do you ever talk to the hit the hitter at all? Like, hey, watch out. This guy has a nasty cutter. Here it comes. Which you probably want to say that if you work for the Orioles because uh, the Orioles don't do cutter, but yeah. No, I don't think I've ever talked trash. I don't think the only time I've ever done that was when we were playing the Orioles and extended uh, or um, instructs and Murphy was hitting, but that was the only time. Okay. Well, well good for <laughs> but talking. Other than that. Yeah. Yeah. And other Mur- than that, it's usually just, hey, how you doing? Good luck today, stuff like that. Oh, that's that's really cordial and nice. I thought you guys were out there competing to go to the majors. Apparently, you guys are out there for for tea or something. <laughs> Have a nice day. Good luck. What is this? Hey, we had uh, Jonah's dad on the show shortly after the trade, right? Yeah, jo- he, he, Josh did. I yes, think he was more upset. I talked with his dad. Yeah, uh, that uh, he has an Orioles tattoo. Is that right? Yeah. He got it after I got drafted. He's yeah. actually listening right now, and he told me he was listening, so we can talk as much trash as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, does that does that does that doesn't come up around your Tampa Bay Rays teammates now? I assume you know. You keep that on the DL. Up. Yeah. No, I, I, I uh, he wears a lot of long sleeve shirts around the game. <laughs> Is he going to get a Tampa Rays tattoo? I don't know. 
That might be the next one. I have to talk to him about it. Yeah. <laughs> if you get traded a lot, he could have some really nice body art if, if you move around a lot. This could be good. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like those uh, George Costanza bed sheets that had all the logos of every major league team on his bed sheets, except it'll be tattoos all over his body. Hopefully that doesn't happen, though. Joe, Jonah needs to stay with you know, some good organizations. And Absolutely. Work his way up. But we also want his dad to get a bunch of tattoos. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, jo- Jonah, I don't want to. I mean, we're just having a friendly. We're just all friends here having a nice, friendly conversation. I don't want this to turn ugly, but. You, you got to make it personal. I'm only a little person here, Jonah. Jo- Jonah, we wanted. Uh, and we're we're thrilled. We're thrilled to have you back on the show. I'm excited to talk to you. Excited to kind of hear your perspective about being traded. Something that we will never get to experience. Uh but I'm, I was a little annoyed at Josh because I said we, we suggested having you back on the show, I think a couple weeks ago, and I, I sent you a text message. I didn't hear back from you, which is fine. I, I get it. And then Josh all of a sudden comes to me and says, hey, Jonah's going to be on the show this week. I said, Jonah's going to be on the show. I was texting Jonah. He never responded. Wait, how, how did you get him on the show? So I, I'm a little concerned here, Jonah, that you don't respond to, to Matt's text, but you respond to my brother's Josh's text. That, that bothers me a little bit. <laughs> Last night during the Ravens game, Matt had me check the number to make sure he has the appropriate number the right in his number. phone. In, in fairness, yeah. I have been having phone trouble the last couple weeks, yeah. and I just got a new phone. Okay. So. That's reasonable. And it's reasonable, and I believe you, because I've had about seven girls say that same thing to me <laughs> when I was in high school, so I totally believe it. <laughs> But the difference is, I'm not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Right. That, uh, that, that, that's very true. Um, as you as you progress this year in the Tampa Bay system, do you have any, any indication if you'll be at uh, single A or double A? And what are your goals for this upcoming season at uh, for with 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 Tampa Bay? Um, I'm just this year. I'm just going to be focused on what what I can control and and not worrying about too much of moving up or moving down or what's going on. I'm just, I just want to go out there and have a, have a good offensive and defensive year and, and uh, just put all, all of my abilities in, in the one year this year and just have a good all-around year. All right, sweet. Well, what, awesome. Well, Jonah, we appreciate you spending the time. We're going to be following your career, even though you're not with the Orioles anymore. We will be following your career, uh, and we hope to have you back on the show at some point, but we appreciate you spending the time with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, thank you, Jonah. All right, thank you, guys. I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day. Superman got nothing on me. I'm only one call away. I mean... we we try to make comparisons to baseball players to our own lives, mm-hmm. and so like being traded, kind of like okay, just starting uh, starting a new job and and a new boss, and maybe even like moving to a new city with a new job, but it's really not like that at all. Nah, it's. Could you imagine if like in real life we got traded? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're like someone's property just being traded around. Right, and, sure. Like, though it's flattering, and right, I he got traded see, for Pierce. he got traded for a big leaguer. Yeah, a good bat. Who's having a great year for Tampa Bay? Like that's something to be flattered about. That that's saying, hey, not only does your team you play for have a value va- value, but other teams think you're really good right. too. Sure, that's a cool honor. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. But but yeah, could you imagine going to school tomorrow? And end of the day, they say, hey Matt, the, tomorrow you gotta this is, you gotta uh, go up to New Jersey and, and yeah, a new and school teach. system. 
What I hate those schools though. No, but you don't have a choice, right? Yeah. But no, I don't want to work there. I hate that school system. No, but you, right. there's no choice. Like go. But I got yeah. a tattoo I got of, a, the, of the school. I got a warrior's <laughs> right. tattoo of a, right. a warrior pride. No, you, you got to get. That's crazy. When he was describing, you know, the the mindset of the minor league players coming up on the draft on the uh, trade deadline, you know, they don't know is it you? Is it me? Could it be anybody? I was having flashbacks to that scene in a league of their own where the uh, military guy shows in the locker room with the, the telegram that somebody's husband has died and you're walking down the locker room. Yeah. It's not you. It's not you. It's that's, that's and then they, they hand the phone to Jonah. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, because <laughs> you would imagine they're a tight knit group. I mean, a bunch of guys in their 20 or early twenties. Sure. You don't want to be traded. Yeah, you don't. Right. You well, have your friends there. You have your life. It's weird. You don't want to be traded. You know it's an honor, but you also don't want to leave. Yeah, you've got this situation figured out. The yeah. Orioles have great uniforms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think I honestly think I was looking. I was doing some research in Tampa Bay farm system. I think this is a good move for Jonah. Sure, I think it's good for his career. They don't. They don't have many catch many uh, catchers on their top prospects. Nope. Not no, as many as great. the Orioles, I don't think. No. I mean, well, the Orioles like kind of just said, catcher, 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 catcher. We need someone to replace Matt Wieters. Draft them all. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter. If, uh, you just have to have one person to stop your, your rise. And Chance Sisko, if he stays a catcher, is going to stop everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he, if he's as good as people hope Do you think he is. that uh, that makes the rivalry stronger or weaker with Alex Murphy? I mean, now they can be head-to-head, two different teams, don't have to pretend to like, like, uh, yeah. like each other doing well. Yeah, I wanted to. I didn't want. I didn't know how far to go with this to say that Alex Murphy was talking trash about Jonah was on the show and he was happy but he, he got traded. He wasn't. I, no, he wasn't talking trash at all because they've been nothing but nice to each other the entire yeah. time because they're friends and friends are nice to each other. I, I told but, Alex. I told Alex today, at some point we're getting them both on mics in a room with us together. Yeah, that's when we'll start the fight. We'll we'll pit them against each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's that old excuse that I my phone problems. I'm like, I'll give you a break. <laughs> <laughs> give me phone problems. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had pro phone problems too. Yep, that's fine. You 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 do a horrible job responding to people's texts. I know. Anyway. I feel weird criticizing You're... anyone for not responding to texts because I'm like the worst person ever about responding to text messages. Like I never do. I say oh, I'll get back to it, and then a month goes by, and I never got back to it. All right, let let let's get into what's uh, we got some show notes here. We got Orioles talk. Orioles did. Some, yeah. Orioles made some moves. Yeah, they, they did. They Typical did. December moves. December moves. <laughs> oh, let's just hope the offseason closes before it gets too good. <laughs> Trumbo's still out there. Weeders is still out there. Alvarez is still out there. So the Orioles did sign Logan Adruzic, which is, I guess, a bullpen arm safe deal. From what I read, he can still go to the minors without going through waivers. So it's a pretty safe deal. Yeah, yeah, not much money. This year, not much year. A lot of bonus money, if depending on his appearances. Option for next year. I think it was like 600000 something like that. Yeah. Is he the guy who we pulled last year out of Japan or something? Is that the same guy? I don't think well, so. We had him. Right, I, I know where we, we had got Logan. From, I just but... didn't remember where we got Logan from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other... Sounds right. The other uh, signings, I guess, or additions to the major club... We signed Honori, Tavares, and Anthony Santander. <laughs> You're bringing up the Rule Five guys. Yeah, the Rule Five guys. I mean, one of them, one of them, I guess, probably ends up on the team and on our bench outfield spot. Not both of them. Can I say what I, I was? I was looking at this, and there's one of these guys I like a lot. Okay, Honori Tavares. I like this guy, and here's why I like him. Couple reasons. And if I was Dan Duquette, here is what I would do with the 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 the, the Rule Five draft. What does this team need? 
what 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 is our baseball team speed need? speed so Tavares has had um 90 stolen bases in what six years in the minors last year he had um i'm looking at 20 stolen bases la- la- last at, at year at the triple a level yeah at the, between a split between the double a that was mostly at the double a but split between okay. the double a and triple a level but 20 stolen base is still pretty good. He's also an outfielder. He's a speedy outfielder. I don't know what his defensive skills are. Um, but he's a speedy outfielder. The other thing he's have, he has that's going for him is he was a prospect with the Boston Red Sox. So I like this. Well, so that, you take a prospect from the Boston Red Sox and you put it on our team. Yeah. Yeah. That do was it all the time. Yeah. Was was Jason Gar- Gar- Garcia, wasn't he a Red Sox he's guy? He's with the Red Sox. Yeah. Yep. We're slowly depleting the Red Sox because the Red Sox farm system is so good. They can't keep all their men, so we're depleting their guys who can't make that 40-man roster. Well, we, we will take their scraps from underneath the table. But if I'm looking at the Rule 5, I'm looking for two things to sign a player. I'm looking to sign a player from one of my division rivals, from the Yankees, Blue Jays, or Red Sox. All right. The second thing I'm looking for is, because of our team, a guy who's speedy and can play the outfield. Because the only thing he's doing, because you don't really need him, I'm just going to keep him in there as a pinch runner in the ninth inning. And a defensive replacement in the outfield. That's the only reason he's there. Right. And if you can do that, and then next year, just like Joey Rickard, next year, send him to, to, Nor- to Norfolk. But he's really not wasting a spot because you always need that kind of pinch runner. And you always need a defensive outfielder. And you take a prospect away from the other team. So I like it. Yeah, and I mean, that. I think that kind of locks up that Rickard's probably going to start Nor- Norfolk. Unless, again, he forces his way onto the team. Yeah, I would. Have, yeah, I would imagine he was starting in in Nor- Norfolk as well. the The only other thing I say about the Rule Five Draft is a lot of people talk about how, well, look at how much how successful the Orioles have been using the Rule Five Draft. Except, except the only you only take Rule Five guys if you have a crappy farm system, because you have to make slots on your roster. Right. So we didn't have we had three open slots as we went into the Rule Five Draft, which meant. We didn't want to protect three of our minor league players, right? And and no one took any of our minor leaguers, obviously. Right. We had <laughs> M- Mike Ustrensky. We've heard about him for years as an outfield option, and no one wanted him. Right. For free. For free. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, even the success stories, like Ryan Flaherty, success story. He's a bunch player. T.J. McFarland, success story. He's like a tweener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jason Garcia. Success story? Not not really. Like, who's the success story the Orioles have that, well, that Dan Duquette has done in the Rule 5 draft? Right. That Dan Duquette, I mean, I think you'd look at Joey Rickard for a month? Yeah, for, uh, maybe for a month or two. Um, no, I think you'd look at more of the fact that Darren O'Day went through the Rule 5 process. Not by the Orioles. Yeah, not by the Orioles. And we're talking about, what, 10 years ago? We're but, talking back right. in the day. Well, yeah, if you want to go there. Batista went through the Rule 5 process. Again, 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, but the Orioles were on the opposite side. Right. Orioles didn't protect them. Well, but that was before steroids. So why, why would you protect you're right. them? Yeah, you're right. But steroids are legal in Canada. Yeah. So we'll see. Like it doesn't hurt. Like take a speedy player because you need a speedy player in your team. Take it from a rival because they have one less talented player. Like why not? And if he sucks, you can always let him go. I mean his numbers. We're not. Gonna, I mean his numbers are good in AAA. In double A, I mean, last year in double A, he batted three thirty five with a three seventy nine on base percentage. That's really good. That's, yeah, that sounds good. But it's double A, right? It's David Bowie. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you you know where we got Rickard from? You know what team he came from? Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Like sticking with your inner division. 
I don't uh, know if is I know Alex Murphy next year is eligible for the Rule Five Draft. Um, I wonder. Can we, can we get Jonah Heim back? I'm just saying, like maybe Jonah Heim will be available again in the Rule Five Draft. We'll snatch him up again like that, and all of a sudden, uh, Jonah's dad feels a little bit less silly about that tattoo if we get him back. But isn't it the rule that they have to go on the major league roster? Yeah. Yes. I mean, is Jonah Heim going to be ready for that next year? No. Yeah. So probably not. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see. See what our pitch. See what our catcher situation is. Hey, but, uh, but an awful lot on uh, one guy right now. The winter owners are over, right? Yeah. Because they were at the Gaylord National Harbor. Yeah. I yeah. was just down there this weekend. Have yeah. you ever been there? Yeah. I went and saw the uh, ice thing there. Yeah, a few years yeah. Ago. We did. We did that this weekend. But uh, in hindsight, now we should have gone down there when the winter owners meeting. I know. Over. I told you that. The I week, know. The week of the winter meeting. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't into it at the time, but I now know. that I've been there, it's a pretty sweet place. That, that's all right. They'll have them there again in ten years. Oh. And we'll go. They have a great baseball-themed sports bar right there in the atrium. It was cool. Yeah. What we will, what we do need to remember is All-Star Game is in D.C. We're not far from D.C. Let's at least take advantage of that in and July. That's in this July, 2017? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just it's think a, that could have been in Baltimore. Yeah, if we didn't have this massive deal that's still an issue. Shoot. So there's been some closers who have signed for some. Uh... All right, let's get to it. Chapman, what do you get, 86 mil? Sounds that, sounds, right. that sounds about right. And uh, what's the other guy? Jansen. Jansen. He got 80 mil. Got 80 mil. Andrew Miller. Uh, got big money, what, last year? No, I want to throw out, and you're stealing my show notes. I wrote down Andrew Miller. <laughs> <laughs> just for like. I can't even bring him up. Just for comparison. That's why sake. I'm not contributing. <laughs> um, old boy made 86 million. Other closer made 80 million. Andrew Miller signed a couple years ago. Do you know how much he signed for? No. Four years, $36 million. Right. And $9 we, million dollars a year. <laughs> Looking back, and, and that we, was in the, and now he signed. We refused, we were, we refused to do that. The Yankees that. outbid us. Yeah, yeah, for that. And we gave basically O'Day the same amount of money this, this past winter. Doesn't that sound insane? Yeah. That we got outbid for Andrew Miller making $9 million a year. But <laughs> Talk it, about but, inflation on closers. But yeah. On. But it, isn't it that Major League Baseball is seeing what we as Oriole fans have seen for a few years now, how valuable that bullpen is? Well, it's what I was talking about years ago when the Royals made, made, made the run through the World Series, the Kansas City Royals with uh, Wade Davis and them folks. And and, and then the, the, the Orioles kind of followed suit with, with, with their right. style. And also because, frankly, there's like five elite closers in baseball. There, there's not a whole ton of people you can count no, on to be shut down. And it, what's weird is we all kind of, as a baseball community, kind of thought that position's over once Mariana retired. And it didn't. It kind of thrived after him. But let's get to the let's get to how this affects the Orioles. The Orioles obviously need to listen to offers for Zach Britton right now. No, he I'm, not never, a, I'm not even picking up the phone. He will never be as valuable right now. There are teams Wrong. that missed out on Jansen. Wrong. The Nationals want a closer. The Pirates want a closer. We need an outfielder. We've got guys in the pen that can close games out. Wrong. Why? Why? You can't sit there and say wrong. Tell me why you want to trade Zach Britton right now. There's, because there's absolutely zero reason. The reason wrong. His, the reason wrong. The reason wrong. His, his value has never been higher is because he's that elite, right? Chapman made eighty six million dollars. Is making eighty six million dollars. Um, Zach Britton is better than Aravis Chapman. He's you, better. You just mentioned Miller got nine million two years ago. Yeah. Do you think that this value is going up? No, it's a flash in the pan. Take advantage of it. It's not a flash in the pan. You think. The trade? Do you think his value will be less in July than it is now? 
There's a chance. No chance. Yeah, there's a chance. Zero chance. If he's not as good this year as he was last year. Do you remember Jim Johnson? We were all excited for Jim Johnson. He wasn't a Briton, but there's a chance he goes out there and he sucks. There's a chance he goes out there and he gets hurt. There's not. There's zero chance he sucks. (laughs) There's a chance chance he sucks. There's a chance he gets hurt. There's a chance that lightning hits him from sky and God decides he's too good and just hits him with lightning. There's a chance of anything happening. I think there's a better chance of him being struck by lightning than there is of him sucking. Because here's why. Arales Chapman, the thing that makes him so special is he's got a fastball. He, he can throw 103 miles yeah, per that's, hour. That's going to die. That's not going away. Like that's, no, That is going away. Well, in four years. But like next year, he's not going to come out throwing ni- ni- 92 miles per hour. Right. Like you can count right. on that. As like, long as his shoulder doesn't go. Right. And a- Andrew, a- Andrew Miller has that nasty slider. That's not going anywhere. Like elite closers, right. yes, Mario Rivera had the cutter. And lots of people say Zach Britton has the best pitch in What baseball. did Jim Johnson have? Like he didn't have anything no, special. No, no, no. He relied on location. He relied on, you know, luck. Um, movement of a 92-mile-per-hour fastball. Like Zach Britton has a dominant pitch that next year is not going to just go away. So he's still going to be good because he has that one dominant pitch. He might not be as good as he was last year with never giving up a run. But he's still going to be really good. And you know what's going to happen in Ju- July? Like right now, <clears throat> you, you, you cited the, 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 the Washington Nats as a team who needs a closer. And there's not many other teams like that. You, if you get to July, you know there's going to be about seven teams in contention. There's going to be about three of them who want a closer. Right. And all of a sudden, you get a bidding war. A bidding war where they, 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 where both teams right. feel like a closer will get them over the top because right. of what we saw in the playoffs. But, but if you're closing, if you're trading Zach Britton in July, yeah, it's because your season's done. Yes. So why wouldn't you make a move now to make this season valuable so that you can win games this uh, season? Well, a couple things there, Josh. Careful. We only, got, we only got two more years left of uh of Manny. Careful who you're lining up with here, because most people who of your ilk who are saying trade Zach Britton. Want to trade him for prospects? No, they don't. They want to trade him for a. a, a you, you don't, not true, Josh. Not you don't true. Don't trade Zach Britton for. Ask the anyone, Josh. Ask anyone who wants to trade Zach Britton. Nine out of ten of them will say we're doing I'm it for hearing, prospects. I'm hearing for prospects. That's, Everyone's saying for prospects. I'm saying you trade him to the Pirates for McCutcheon. You, uh, there's going to have to be more parts to that deal. But you got to bring in. You you have to open the door. You have to listen. Yeah. You have to listen, and you if you can bring in a all star outfielder. Why wouldn't you do that? Here's why. Because it's really hard. Uh, there was a recent thing where Wade Davis from Kansas City Royals went to the Cubs for Horace Salar, a good young outfielder. Yeah. Like that would be kind of right up the Royals' right. pi- pipeline. Who many, how many teams are doing that? Because if you're doing that, you're trading an all-star outfielder. You're saying we have too many all-star outfielders. We don't want yes. this guy. Yes. Right. Because you're trading Zach Britton. Not a young. You're trading Zach Britton for two years. Well, you're saying, so you're in win now mode. Why would you trade an all-star outfielder if you're in win now win now mode? Train tra- because for because you have Zach a fourth Britton. outfielder that you feel right. is more that you feel better than about than your bullpen. So it's really I'm hard saying, to make that work. No, right? I'm saying in order you're win now now, and the reason you're ready to trade Zach Britton is because you've got other pitchers that you can feel confident in. No, that you role. don't though. You wouldn't put. You wouldn't feel comfortable with Brock or Givens O'Day finishing out games. What Cleveland did with Andrew Miller. Brock no, can't was, do. Um, Givens can't do. That was really think, special. He, that only Zach. If we're gonna think, get in the playoffs, I think Givens Givens could do something like no, that. No, we have seen Givens pitch multiple innings in multiple games, 
at a for, stellar performance. Okay. Yeah, we have for multiple games. Have we seen anyone put it like Brock? Perfect example. First half last year, awesome. Second half, not very good because he doesn't have the dominant stuff. Givens doesn't have the dominant stuff either. O'Day is throwing junk up there. Yeah, that's great that Miller did that. But Chapman, they tried to do the same thing, and Chapman couldn't do it. Oh, oh, because what, the last time he came out, he struggled because they pitched him like four straight games? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what you're asking for. But I'm saying with our starting pitcher, with our starting pitching staff, we need a guy like Zach Britton in our bullpen to go two innings with need be in the playoffs. Like that's because we're not going to – we don't but have a better not- team than Boston, so we got to do what we got to do, and we got to utilize our best players. If, yeah, except, tell that to Buck. Except you're, exactly. utilize the best well, use assuming for Buck uses them correctly, Buck was afraid to lose him. <laughs> I think Buck has learned his lesson. <laughs> but you're right. I said, but I said that. But that's what I said at the beginning of the off season. Before no one at the beginning of the off season, no one was saying trade Zach Britton. I said it. I said, hey, if Buck Showalter does not know how to use Zach Britton and doesn't change how he uses Zach Britton, trade him right now because I don't want him on my team. Because he's more valuable somewhere else than, than, than he would be for us. Well, that's our conversation. I said that before anyone That's our conversation said. with how the Indians managed their bullpen, where they played and put the put well, Miller in the more valuable innings and didn't worry about the closer role. Yeah, it's not just how the Indians. It's how teams now the, are doing right, it. Cubs, exactly, and the Orioles need to adapt. You absolutely need to adapt. And, and, that's where, and if the Orioles adapted, we would have never been in that situation with Britain sitting in the pen because there were more valuable innings before then. Yeah. Uh, and Jacob Rock go going to our uh, chat room says when are you going to find another Zach Britton? And that's my point. He is a super special guy who's still under team control for two years. So what's thought, the hurry? It's two years. I thought this was his last year. No, no, it's this year and next All right. year. All right. So even if you trade him at the deadline, you get a year and a half. Some of the team gets a year and a half of him. Sure. So his value is still high. Mm-hmm. This nonsense. And when you can, you know what? Right, here's what I don't like. You can even wait till next off season. Here's what I don't like. I don't like Duquette saying don't call and offer us anything. Did, I don't think he ever said that, did he? Yeah, he said he said we're not talking about Britain. Okay, we're not we're not taking calls on. Well, Britain. well, he said that to the media. Yeah, but if the phone rings in his office, he's going to answer it he's unless not, it's from Dom Chidi. He's not know. hanging up. His, I don't <laughs> know. Out, but, and then but, it goes right to voicemail. Yeah. I don't know. But Batista's <laughs> agent calls and he says fans don't like you. Click. I mean, it, who knows what Duquette? He's, he's I mean, yeah. Barney Rubble. You can only go by what they're telling the media. You don't know what they're doing. I, ca- the hey, hey, by door. the way, I like the I like the Jose Batista response. I like no, that response. Don't. I do. It's a, it's a cop out. There's a million different reasons that you don't want Batista on this team. It's freaking brilliant, Josh. Think about it from Dan Duquette's perspective. I don't want to sign. I don't want to sign Jose Batista because he's too expensive. Because he's washed up. Yada yada yada. Yeah, old injury. Uh, but, and, the, and your clubhouse hates him. And you're right. a jackass. Right, and, and everyone <laughs> on the team hates him. Here's my way of endearing myself to to the fans. Here's also my way of not criticizing Jose Batista and getting in trouble with the player. Like and not criticize and not like getting my ownership on trouble because they're unwilling to spend the money all in one swipe. Like it's brilliant. Like he like he gets he says, "Hey fans, I'm doing it for you." Like I'm all about the fans. We're not signing him because he's a jerk. No, it makes when it really like he's listening to the fans. When it really it's all for all those other reasons. No, I think he's a genius for it. He it's all this the spin. Is that why it's Ryan Flaherty sticks around on this team because of the fans? <laughs> the fans love him. Fans hate Ryan Flaherty. What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah, so it shows he doesn't make decisions based on that. I know. Or he would have never... I know. Uh, I just think it's a stupid comment. I think I like it. I think it's a spin that it's perfect. I am so irritated with everything Duquette does in this offseason. I'm irritated with you, Josh, and I'm irritated with fans <laughs> who are irritated about Dan Duquette. This is... We talked about this at the beginning of the offseason. This is exactly what would happen. We all knew it. Now everybody's like, oh, what's Dan Duquette doing? He's lost his mind. We all knew this would happen. Because... Why are we mad because now? Because 
just it's the like, same old song and dance every December. Yes, no, yes, get used to it. Just like Buck needs to adapt to how baseball uses the bullpen and the closure position, Duquette needs to adapt to overpaying for outfielders. And no, stop saying all these players are overpaid. They're all overpaid. They're playing a child sport and making millions. Everyone's overpaid. But it doesn't mean you have to overpay them too. Yeah, that's if you want to compete. If you want to win a World Series. Josh, we've Tell competed. Tell to the Kansas City Royals and the Cleveland Indians. Thank you. And we've competed and made to the playoffs, and we've been the since 2012. No team in the AL has won more games than us. So don't tell me we're not competing. We're finding Nelson Cruz's. We're finding Pedro Alvarez. And we're not. We're finding Trumbo's. Dude, that we're not overpaying for it. We, it's possible. The talk is that we have gone back a second time with another multi-year deal with Trumbo. Oh, this gets me. This is do you want Trumbo? Too. Yes. What is this? Why do people not want a guy who hits 45 home runs? Because he's a DH. How long do you think he can go 45 home runs every year for the next four I want years? him as a DH. Not as an outfielder, as a DH. But don't tell me he is better or he is worse than Trey Mancini at DH. No, he's not worse. He's, he's not better. Worse. He's better than, than Trey Mancini. Yes, of course he's better than Trey Mancini. Then why don't you want him on the team? Because we have a limited payroll. Oh, and do you Josh. really want to give all that money up for a DH while you have... Where your DH is down playing right field because you couldn't afford a real right fielder. I thought we talked well, that. Well, you've got a guy like Dyson out there and Fowler who was out there and all these free agents who can actually catch balls. Yeah, I want both. But you can't afford both. Okay. Well, the, I mean, you afford what 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 you can afford. I I mean, it's the idea that Trump. A lot of people are saying Trumbo will make our team worse. I don't buy it for a second. Trumbo makes your team better. I mean, if Trumbo resigns, I get to put the shirts back up on the website for sale. There is that. <laughs> yeah, I got a box of them back here. If anyone wants one, but I agree, he should we be a DH, not outfielder. Yeah, I just don't understand this. People are upset that we're going to try to resign him. I think you know. I what, don't get that. Here's what I get upset about. Yeah, that that's the only move. That that might be the big move of the winter off season. Are yeah. you really happy with this team going into April when it said, "Hey, we brought back." Trumbo. We Who's, let Weeders go. We signed Nick Cunley. We got two more Rule 5 guys. But hey, we got Trumbo back, so this team's going to be a good team. Who 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 is a better DH option out there as opposed to Trumbo? That's no, available I'm not, now. I'm not looking at no one, one position. No one. Uh, yeah, but is DH your priority? Should DH be your priority as a team? There's not great... I mean, you mentioned Dyson. There's um, Angel... Um, Pagan. P- Pagan. There, there's not like elite outfielders, outfielders out there. Right. A, we don't have the money to pull for them. B, they're, they're, they, they don't exist. So I don't know what you want. Like, what do you want? Would Dyson make you happy? I'd be happy with Dyson. Okay. But do you? I'd rather have Trumbo. Right, right now we're on a path of Trumbo and Bourne. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Fine. Our pitching staff is going to be better, I think, with Bundy this year and and Gossman. I. I hope I I really intrigued that he was talking with Tillman's agent. I think that'd be awesome to sign extension with uh, Tillman. Extension with Tillman, uh, yes, that That'd be would be a big the, move. That could be the big move in the highlight. Um, what was the big it, move last year? Chris Davis and Darren O'Day. Yeah, yes. I mean Chris Davis. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, Trumbo at the time, nobody thought much of it other than hey, this guy's a lot better than Steve Clevenger. Yeah, right. But. Nobody knew he was going to hit 50 home runs. And, that, it was. and at the end, there was a small with, Pe- with Pe- Pedro Alvarez, who turned out to have a pretty good year. Yeah, when he played. Uh, and then the other one was Guy, Guy Ardo. We signed Guy Ardo. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, um, I don't ever trust a starting pitcher we pick up in February. We we have a lot of starting pitchers right now. we got to try to get rid of one, right? Somehow, trade someone. 
I mean, if someone wants to take Gallardo, I would love I mean, to get rid of that Gallardo contract. Gallardo or Jimenez or uh, we don't Miley. Know Miley. Yeah. One of those has to go. They all have a big contract. I mean, I don't know who would want their contract. Though. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think may, maybe that's something you hope they have a really good, a, a good season and then maybe you can trade them in July or something. I don't know. I hope, hope they have like a good spring training. You can trade them early. Yeah. Well, so. you're saying two of those three have to be our four and five starters. Well, I mean, we know we know, we know that our first three is Tillman, Gosman, Bundy. Oh, I don't think I don't think Bundy is going to start. Really? I think he's going to start in the bullpen because the in and scrap. Yeah, I think so. In that case, you keep you keep your three crappy. For why would they all of care about innings when they, no did, way, they didn't care no about way, it last there's, year? There's no way, you're, you're crazy. There's no way Bundy starts in the pen. I bet I'll put money on it. They will. Write it down. I put money on it. Oh, uh, where's the markers? Here you think I'm going to throw two, 200 innings? No. I put money on it. He starts in the pen until yeah, like. This is now our bet. When is the, when's the last doing... time any Orioles starter threw 200 innings? I don't think it's even a pro, It's not even a possibility. So why wouldn't you just start <laughs> him anyway? He's not going to throw 200 innings. But uh, Remember that time I jinxed Bud Norris saying he was going to throw 200 innings? He had the worst season of his career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep your mouth shut at spring training this year. <laughs> hey, Dylan Bundy, 200 innings this year. Give it up. All right. That, 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 that Bundy to the pen. That's staying on there. There's no way that's how that's. There's no way. In 2014, Chris Tillman threw two, 200 innings. When? In 2014, yeah, and he's our best pitcher that we're looking to extend. Bundy's not. How many? If Bundy pitches 200 innings, that's wonderful. That's great. Mm. Would you you think they're going to treat him like Strasburg and say, "Oh, I know you're going in the playoffs, but let's just sit him down"? No, no, that's why they're going to put him in the bullpen at the beginning of the season. They're not going to do that. No way. Yeah, I think they will. No way. He he's pitching the first week. He is starting a game. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree like everything else. Okay? We'll, <laughs> well, we have lots of time until that actually happens, so we'll see. Right. What are I, we talking I, about I, in the I, meantime? I a, right. I have a feeling our offseason, that, that whiteboard's going to get filled up with random bets like that. <laughs> we haven't even made our predictions yet. So, All right. Want to get to our three up, three down? Let's do it. It's now time for three up and three down. This is the part of the show where we... Say three good things and three bad things. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, hey, right. It's three good, three bad, with a, a new name. Yeah. So, so Josh, do you, do you want to go first with your? What? 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 what do, do we start good? Yeah, we start. We start. Uh, yeah, we start good. All right. Let's yeah, because that would be three up, up. comes first. Uh, I'm going with the Ravens' playoff chances. I feel good about us uh, winning out, even coming after that game. And I feel good about the fact that the I really feel like the Broncos and the Dolphins are going to struggle over these next three weeks. So I feel good we'll, we'll make the playoffs. All right. My good was Chumbo's multi-year offer, but now it feels a little bit awkward after the conversation we just had. <laughs> Thoreau's willing to deal with Chumbo. I know everyone hates that we're going to re-sign the guy who led the league in home runs. Like, what are we doing signing guys who hit home runs? I don't necessarily feel, feel good that it's going to happen, but I would like for it to happen. But but I'll 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 change my good too since we just talked about it too, parades Christmas parades in small towns really this past weekend I went to the small town of St Michael's uh-huh. went to their Christmas parade there was it went on for like an hour of just nonstop like there were llamas there were Elvis impersonators singing Christmas songs like it was just <laughs> out of control it was absolutely, blue Christmas it was absolutely fantastic so Christmas parades in small towns that's my up this week. Um, 
Loyola basketball. What is what That's is the name of the, the basketball position? The the big guy like Shaq who just stands center? under the basket. Yeah, center. The center. Okay, yeah. the center for the University of Maryland Lady Terps, Brian Jones, four uh, six foot three. She was a beast. Really, Had eighteen points in the first half. That's a small center. It's just six or three. Well, for girls, she was the biggest girl in the court. Yeah. I mean, some of the girls out there were like, you know, like five eleven and stuff. When I went to Liberty, we had a seven foot girl. Really, Katie Feenstra. Yeah, she was incredible. Well, the Lady Terps are my up because I went to the Terps uh, Loyola women's basketball game on Monday night instead of watching at least the first half of the Ravens game. I actually only missed the first quarter, but anyway, uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I don't think I've ever watched a women's college basketball game before. Uh, I was there with my daughter, so it was for her. Uh, but uh, the Lady Terps are the fifth best women's team in the nation, and they, they stomped Loyola pretty good. Um, so it was fun. Yeah. yeah. I, are, I, I've opened, are you, opening my eyes to uh, women's sports. Yeah, I was going to say, are you inspired now to watch Maryland basketball, the females, the Lady Terps no, more? No, no. Um, I think we could do a segment with that with you where you I can update like, us uh, on the Maryland the female Terps. Most of the people in attendance were probably friends or family of the girls on the team. Like, it wasn't a sold-out crowd or anything like that. Right. So, like, and not that I don't think my children have any potential athletic collegiate even the, in their even future. Even Delaney? She's pretty athletic. I mean, I don't know. I You know, if she sticks with it, maybe. And then if she does and she goes to school and plays basketball in college, I'm all about it. I'll go to every game. I don't care. Right. Um especially if he goes to some school in Florida. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was well, fun. Well, hey, I mean, people people crap on women's sports all the time. I'd, I wouldn't go that far because um, it, it was fun. If, if she know. plays for a college team in Florida, will you get a tattoo of that college mascot on your arm? Uh, I'll get a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly the same as a tattoo, but all right, I'll take it. Three down? Three, um, three down. My, my, my down's a real down. Oh my! My down is uh, Alan Thick. Oh, you took mine! Oh, I just saw I just it. Saw it. Breaking news! Yeah, what happened? Bert's really excited about Alan Thick because I'm. A, I was watching Fuller House just yesterday with my girls, the second season, and Alan Thick is on it. Oh, really? And Does he play uh, Seaver from? Uh, no, Growing unfortunately, Pains? he plays a new character. Ah, uh, they should have uh, had a crossover. But I, but I like Alan Thick, and he died today at the age of 69. He had a heart attack while playing hockey with his 19-year-old son. Wow, Robin Thick. No, Carter. Oh. Robin Thicke's a little older than 19. Yeah, I would think so. Oh, but, my. But, that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. It just came over on TMZ, uh, and I was hoping Bert didn't see it on our little oh, Twitter screen. Oh, I don't miss that, man. Because I, I knew that would jump as Bert, so I thought I'd try to jump in. And I'm all over the celebrity deaths, man. And yeah, Grown Pains, that, that's right up in your alley, right? Yeah, yeah I was all about the Grown yeah, Pains. Grown yeah, Pains. Yeah, I was more of Grown time. Pains than Full House. I'm trying to remember what his first name. It was Seaver. Jason. Jason Seaver. Yeah. There you go. Look at you. Just dropping a little bit of knowledge here on the three three six. Did you show. do a little googling over there? How am I going to Google what I'm, I'm having a conversation? You got his <laughs> picture up on the monitor. <laughs> there. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's no way you remember Jason. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. What, what was what was his son's name? Uh, the most obvious question from the show. Kirk Cameron. Mike. Mike Seaver. Well, yeah, it was Mike, Mike but I wanted him to get it. It's Mister. And the daughter was who played also by starred uh, in the movies Left Behind. Tracy yeah, Gold. Yeah, yeah. Cameron and uh and Fireproof. Oh, and if you're Christian movies. Yeah. Ben. Ben was the blonde boy. Yeah. Played Seaver. by Jeremy Miller. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I, oh, I thought. I see. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio. The little brother. That was no, he was like the boy. adopted son. He was like the adopted son. Yeah, yeah. And yep. then they had a baby girl towards the end, played by Ashley Johnson, who's now on that show, Blindspot. <laughs> okay. I... <laughs> I know way too much. Stupid, useless information. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. 
Well, I don't know how to follow up that down. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty big down. <laughs> I was going to go with podcast censorship. Yeah, oh, yeah? Yeah, what's that about? Who's getting censored? Well, I was listening to this podcast the other day, right? Uh-huh. And they, want, they, and they refused to say um, the A word. Okay. And by A word, I mean... And you can, you can, if you can, can I say it and you beep it out later? No. We're but, live. I mean, you can say I'm it. I'm going to say it, but maybe when we record it, we should, you should go back and. What do you want? Tell everyone earmuffs? Yeah. E- I, no, earmuffs doesn't even work for this. It doesn't even work. <laughs> the word is, like, I don't think you're supposed to say in podcasts anymore, Alexa. Oh, yeah, because uh, it messes up people. Because it messes people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I said, like, Alexa off. Like that yeah. could start, <laughs> right? And so now all of a sudden, what's next, right? Because this is the robots so, again. I can't say Alexa. So I, I, I can't listen, say the A word without messing yeah, people up. I listen to a lot of tech podcasts. Yeah. And, and yeah, you can't say Alexa. You can't say, hey, Siri. Oh, you can't say that one either. No, hey, Siri. Because people listen to on their phones. See, there goes my phone. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so um, it's censorship. It's outright censorship. <laughs> Shut up. So, um,. <laughs> I don't know about it being censorship. It is. The robots are censoring what we can say on this podcast. But yeah, don't say Alexa, turn off the lights because we'll be sitting here in the dark. Yeah. We just dropped that word like 10 times. People are freaking out of their homes. They listen to us yeah. on unsubscribe uh, on one of the Echo devices. Which reminds me. Okay, Google. We have to get the other people. The Was Android that people. That's oh, Android yeah, yeah, Does anyone really have that one though? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anybody that has it. And did you see that there's a new... Uh, there's competition for Amazon. I saw a commercial for watching the football games. Yeah, the Google Home. Yeah, yeah it's, isn't it's, that a that's, new thing? Yeah, that's the OK Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm now putting uh, Alexa in like people's You got to stop saying that, Josh. You're going to mess with people's... The I'm, A-word. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm put, just call the A-word. I'm putting them in uh, people's homes now to control their lights and TVs and yeah. everything. Smart. And I, I was in one person's condo, and his daughter was there. And I said, hi. And she said, hi, I'm Alexa. Oh, really? That's her name. And I felt bad because... Nice. Would you really want to be named Alexa now? That's uh, no. that's Billy Joel's and uh, Chrissy Brinkley's daughter's I, name. I don't know how we even do this show with not being able to say the A word. We'll have to come up with, with a, nick, a nickname. Lexi. He, he has a you great song, Lexi. the Downeaster Alexa. Well, you can change your echo to respond to Amazon instead if you need to. But but you can't give give the A word uh, just any any name you want. No, you can you can give it uh, oh, that's Alexa outrageous. or Amazon. Yeah, there there's, might be a third there's one other word. I forget what the third option is. But yeah, on all my tech podcasts, they all have their own little sayings that they say instead of Alexa or Siri when they're referring to it so that it doesn't set off everyone's phones. Because it is annoying. It's happened to me before. Yeah, so for now on, and it's robots, one step. I mean, this is how it starts. Before you know, we won't be able to say anything on here. Podcast censorship. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. When I get home, I'm gonna listen to uh, Billy Joel's "The Downeaster Alexa" on my Alexa and see what happens. How, how, if it yeah. explodes, that would be cool. Yeah, if it explodes. <laughs> That'd be cool if it explodes. Yeah. There, there's a. Uh, there's an up and coming uh, home system, smart home system called Josh AI, and you say Josh, and then it responds and does it. Because you would think they would pick less common names. Well, I had a, I had a meeting with these guys because they are they're in my industry. So I talked with them and I asked them why the name Josh. And there's some internet survey thing where Josh is the friendliest name. So in order to make <laughs> but their not friendly, the friendliest guy, they went with Josh. <laughs> yeah, for some reason the name Josh people think of as friendly. Wow, he's just because he's just joshing around with you all the time. If there's ever a stuttering app, better call it Matt. Because that's an endearing <laughs> stuttering name right there. I should have hit this music like 10 minutes ago. I don't think we heard heard Burt's Down, though. Um, 
the prices of the Chick-fil-A concession stand at Loyola University. Oh, well, $17? Oh. Give me a break. $17? For, for two combo meals. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Man. some price gouging. McDonald's has this new game going on with some price gouging. Uh-huh. They've got these. So you know how they have the apple pies? Yeah, they, yeah. For Christmas, they've got holiday pies. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're custard. They're really good. They're your favorites. They're my favorite. If you go to Savannah Park, they are two for a dollar. If you go in D.C., they're two for a dollar. If you go down to Cape Sinclair, they're a dollar ten each. That's messed up. Because think no D.C. would be more expensive. Because Cape Sinclair is where all the money's at. Nah, it's it's uh, something about that Cape Sinclair McDonald's. Yeah, man. They're, they're pocketing the extra 60 cents. I guess so. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening to another uh, Section 36 show. We appreciate Jonah Heim c- coming on here to talk about uh, moving to Florida. Not moving to Florida. Charlotte. 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 For a Flor- Floridian organization. Thank you. Right. Charlotte hey. Stone Crabs. Yeah. I like that crab talk. Yeah. It was nice to have some show notes tonight. Yeah, Josh, you should do more often. kept us on path. Absolutely. I don't know if I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you care? You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on the, on the Twitters. You can follow me uh, and tweet me and do some Twittering. At Section 336, the show is the, 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 the Twitter feed for the show. At yes. Section 336 show. Yes. Where you can interact with us. You can like us on Facebook. Just search for Section 336. Subscribe to us on iTunes, please. If you haven't done already, write us a review. Yeah, uh, we're starting to think no one listens because there hasn't been a review in many months. Since our boy Jacob in October. So go ahead and... Uh, or be like Jacob and go update your review. Yeah. Things have changed. Yeah. No. We're awesomer. Yeah. Yeah. We got a new theme song. That's too long. Yeah. <laughs> that will be shortening. We have more guests on. Yeah. It's the off season, baby. All right. What else do you have to do? You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert. At Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go Ravens. Section 336 is a affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com.